Hey everyone, Chad here and welcome to the Light Your Fire podcast where it's my mission to light the human spirit on fire. Today's topic is your brand and why it is so critical. I'm going to use a story from my business to help set it up. So I hired a marketing agency out when we came out of COVID. So we were shut down because of COVID. We opened back up. We were doing okay. But during that time of the shutdown, I was really trying to learn advertising on Facebook and specifically direct response marketing. So when you direct response marketing is basically having a customer take action on an ad right away. There's a call to action. So you you're you're putting something out there that resonates with them, a product or a service, and they're they're entering their information, maybe to get something free or to get more information or to take advantage of a promo. In my case, it's usually like a free class, you know, 2 weeks for a certain amount whatever it would be, a trial, a trial period. And then they enter their information and then they claim that. But I've essentially captured them as a lead versus a billboard. So if I were to advertise on a billboard, there's no real call to action. People see it, it's brand awareness, but there's no, I'm not actually capturing people as a lead from that. I actually spent a lot of money at one point putting Sweat Bar Fitness on Clipper Magazine here in Pittsburgh. We were on the cover of Clipper Magazine, which was nice because if people throw those magazines onto a desk or onto a shelf, they, they're always seeing us right on the front. And there was a there was a special there, a promo like claim, you know, claim your free trial or whatever it would be. But it did not I don't think we generated one single person from that versus a Facebook ad where we tell a story, right? Um, if you're looking to do this or do that, that we're a great strength training program, blah, 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 blah. And you know, you can you can capture your free week with us by entering your information. And so all these people enter their information, we capture them as a lead and boom, we bring them in and then let them try us. If they love us, then they continue on with us forever and always. That's the goal, right? So direct response marketing is really powerful. And I started trying to learn uh, funnel funnels. So click funnel specifically learning how to build a funnel that you pull a customer into. So for example, on Facebook, they see an ad, they click it for more information, and now you bring them into some sort of story. So you might have a video for them or you might have some compelling um, case studies you know, showing a bunch of people that have come to the gym and the successes they've had and, and explaining in, in more detail the program, which is a little bit different than a website. A website typically is static. And it's just out there. It's information-based. And one one interesting fact about a website, you have to capture someone's attention within seven seconds. So wherever you want them to go on your website, you better be pointing them there very fast because people have super small time time spans. They are on websites and off them very fast unless they're looking for something specific. So for example, if I wanted them to take advantage of a free trial, I should be pointing them to the free trial the second they come onto the website. So websites are not really great for direct response marketing. You want something that you can build that they're going to you're going to bring someone into a story and and basically, you know, we call it like the hero's journey. So you're you're telling a story, you're resonating with them, you're sharing experiences and then you're giving them an answer to the problem. You're solving the problem for them or you're telling them how you would solve the problem. And and then they essentially are so interested that they either sign up for a trial or they they buy your product, whatever it would be. There's a lot that goes in direct response marketing, but I was trying to learn it. 
And coming out of COVID, we were slow. It was people were slow to get back into the gym. So I kept seeing these marketing marketing agencies popping up. And what they would do is they would they would do a pay per lead service. So basically they would advertise as and they're doing the exact same thing I was trying to do. There, there's a Facebook ad out there. Hey, are you trying to get leads for your gym? Here's what we'll offer you. We'll offer you we don't get paid until we bring leads into your gym. So you give us a percentage of every person that you bring in. So that sounds very compelling, right? Like you bring me 30 new people, I will gladly pay you a percentage of whatever I make off of those 30 people because nothing's out of pocket for me and I'm gonna spend way more than that trying to do it on my own. So I finally bit the bullet. I got on the phone with a marketing agency and there was a very high upfront fee. I think it was $4,000, but then it was the pay-as-you-go service. And I know a lot of people out there are saying, oh my God, please tell me you didn't pay $4,000 for this. I did, and here's why. I really wanted to learn all of the mechanics behind this. I wanted to know how they could be that successful at, at just guaranteeing you that they're going to bring you at least 30 leads per month. I think it was even higher than that that they were guaranteeing. And so I wanted to see how it all worked, how it was all put together. What were the working mechanics of this? Because for $4,000, that's nothing. If I can learn how to do this, I have a endless supply of leads essentially because I, I'm already in this game. I'm already playing around with pixel codes on Facebook and doing behavior tracking and targeting my audiences. I'm already building funnels. I'm, I'm doing all of the things. I just haven't put it all together the right way yet was my mindset. And so I hired this uh, agency and they came on and paid the $4,000. What I didn't know was that they were actually leasing software from another organization that I'm very familiar with. So I was right off the bat a little taken back by how they weren't very upfront with the, the systems that they were using because I'm pretty sure I could have leased that software myself. But it was an automated software that would – it would do a lot of um, follow-up. So some, once someone signs up for a trial or claims the offer, it's going to start automating the messages to, hey, let's get you in for an appointment. And then as soon as they book the appointment, it's giving them reminders, hey, you have an appointment coming up. Or uh, you know, here's directions of the facility. Here's what to expect. Here are some you know details. It, it was that kind of stuff, right? If you have ever signed up for anything online, you probably know what I'm talking about because they're using these kind of companies to do that. And side note, I, I said a little bit about pixel tracking. I should have a whole other episode on this. There, it's very interesting how you can track behaviors of people. Well, the the their Facebook's tracking behaviors of people. Your Chrome browsers or your internet browsers are tracking behavior of people to some extent. I don't know all the details behind it, but essentially I, I, I have code that Facebook generates for me. I put it on my website. And now everyone that comes to my website, it's tracking their behavior. So if you come to my website, it's going to flag you as someone interested in a gym or fitness facility, health, whatever, right? And so it knows that my website's a, a, a fitness-based service offering. So if Orange Theory or another gym wanted to advertise to you, they might say, hey, go advertise, like put this ad in front of everyone on Facebook that's been to my website in the last 30 days, but also put it in front of people that have been to websites like mine. So they have similar behaviors to the people coming to my website. So people that might not even know of Orange Theory but are coming to my website, now, now you're going to see ads for Orange Theory, right? And this is how that game works. You probably are 
are familiar to some extent because you start talking about something or you're browsing something and next thing you know, you start getting ads like crazy. They are putting restrictions in place, iOS, the latest app, Apple, well, a couple versions back, I think they started to ask for permission. You have to give permission to be tracked uh, you know, from a behavior perspective to some extent. I don't know all the details, but this is the game and how it works. So that example I just gave was actually, it would have been better if I gave it the other way. So Orange Theory is a very popular gym. A lot of people go to Orange Theory's website. I can, I can say to Facebook, hey, go advertise to everyone that's visited my website in the last 30 days, but also hit people that are similar to the people coming to my website. So that's anyone interested in a gym. So anyone that might have gone to an Orange Theories website or a Burn Bootcamp's website, now my ads are going to start showing up in front of them, right? So it's super, super powerful. This whole game is super powerful. My, my friend told me a long time ago, Facebook's a trillion dollar platform <laughs> because he understood everything that was coming with the marketing, the advertising, and, and all the the crazy amounts of money that they can make because it's advertising and marketing at a, an entirely different level. You're not putting your name on a billboard. You're literally getting right in front of people that are searching for your service and you're converting them. You're turning them into a lead right away and then you have all these systems in place to make sure that they're follow, you know, they're getting the emails, they're getting the text, they're following up to the appointments, etc. So it's powerful. I paid the $4,000 and there was a couple things that that really frustrated me. They started building all this out and one of the reasons that they were so successful was because they were doing false advertising. So I had sent them a bunch of pictures from my clients, a bunch of pictures of the gym, a bunch of videos. They didn't use them. They, they used their own. There was literally an ad out there with a person that I've never seen before in my life talking about their weight loss journey and how they lost 30 pounds in like 20 days or something crazy. Stuff we don't even want to be putting out there. I would never want to tell someone that you can lose 20 pounds in 20 days or anything crazy like that because you really can't do that in a healthy way. I mean, some people, if they have a lot of weight to lose, can lose it relatively fast if you do all of the right things. But for the most part, we don't want to be like using that as the carrot, telling people that they can get instant results with just a couple of weeks worth of work. That's like, we just don't believe in that. Let alone having people that we've never seen, never been to our gym. There were videos of people working out and it wasn't even at our space. So I am very frustrated. Get on the phone with the guy that runs the company, voice my frustration, and he tells me he'll change everything. He said, okay, we'll start using your videos. We'll, we'll calm down the language a little bit. We won't be like, basically lying. I, I literally said to him, I said, you guys are, this is morally very unethical. This just from a, a business perspective on your part, I can't believe you guys operate this way. And I can't believe you do this for other gyms. And knowing that you do now scares me because I don't know how I'm going to compete in this space with people that are just flat out lying and are willing to say these kind of things. So I, I was very, very mad with him on the phone. And I said, I, I actually said, no wonder you guys can convert so many people, you're basically selling false beliefs. And, and, um, at one point I think I even threatened to turn him into the BBB and I probably should have, but he said he would calm it all down. And then, uh, he would give, he had this group and he would do these free consultations. So they would put out this like knowledge content that would help gym owners. And I jumped on one of those and I, he started talking about brand 
And he said, look, if you're Apple or you're Google, you know, your brand really matters. But when you are a small business, your brand doesn't matter. Like if people don't nationally recognize you, it just doesn't matter. And I, I was so taken back by that. I was really offended. <laughs> I was really pissed off. And I just said, like, me and this guy, we have totally different views of life. And I don't, I don't want to be in business with someone like this. And then he went on to push, push the boundaries with me. And he started talking about a book that he had been reading. And I, at, at one point, he, he mispronounced the, the author's name. And then he misquoted from the book. And I was so frustrated with him doing that. Because I take a lot of pride and I, I love sharing things that have had an, a major impact on me that I found super insightful. That's this whole podcast. I, I kind of pull together content. I put it in front of you and I hope that you enjoy it as much as I do and that you take all the lessons away from me. But this book was called Extreme Ownership and and he was – whatever he had pulled from it was just – it wasn't correct. And it kind of showed me that he he wasn't really going deep on this stuff and he was trying to reshare it or like restate it in a way that might have benefited him and what he was trying to put out there. And it just really rubbed me the wrong way. But more than that, the the branding comment, it it like it it stuck with me for a long time. Finally, I got on the phone with the guy and I said, look, uh, we're done. I'm done. He wouldn't refund the $4,000. And we, I, I think I did it for like a month. This was not a long relationship at all. And no, no way did I get any of that you know, um, return on that, that investment. There were people that came into the gym because of that. You know, Some of the mechanics, uh, I saw the way that they were working behind the scenes to some extent on how they put it all together. But it was, it was a, a huge lesson learned for me on a lot of different fronts and I can unpack that on different episodes. But for this episode specifically, I want to talk about the brand component of it. Him saying that your brand doesn't matter. To me, brand is everything. It's the mission. It's the purpose. It's the culture. It's the commitment. It's it's who we are. It's how we operate. I would never want people coming to my gym and being like, wait, I saw a video and it wasn't even this gym. Or, hey, I saw this person lost all this weight in 20. Like that is that is not us. We're not about that. We're, we're about building people up, making them feel good, showing them how to get results, giving them the tools to get the, the, the results that they want, both in the gym, mindset tools. We're, we're all about building a community for people, showing up for each other, standing up for each other. You know, When people need help, we, we, we pull together and we show up. We do things like the wrapping for the, the Bradley Center, the gift wrapping. We just did that showed up with 20 people and wrapped a bunch of gifts for you know three or four hours four hours I think and and that's who we are that's our like when people hear about us in the community I want them to say things like that you know that that all of the coaches there are amazing they're happy they 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 love building you up they love making you better they love working with you they're fun to be around right? I want them, like, if my name comes up, I want people saying, like, you can trust him. He's not going to, like, he's not going to do you wrong. He's not all about money. He's not going to just try to get money out of you. And when people come into our trials, I want them knowing that, like, I'm not trying to do some bait and switch. And at the end of it, I charge you some huge price. 
and and then once you pay me, I don't care about you. You know, we have a lot of members. I try to pay attention to every single member. Like I know every single member's name. I you know, and I'm talking to them all the time. I'm in the gym. I try to get as many classes as I can. I want to be working with them and building relationships and talking with them and and knowing them and interested in everything that they're doing. That's our brand. That's our culture. And it means so much. And I think that this is really important because take it one step further, your personal brand is everything. How you show up to your family, to your work, can people trust you? Do you have integrity? Do you have character? Do you have courage? Do you do the right thing even when that thing is hard, when it's, when it's not the easy path? Do you still do the right thing? Are you someone that when people when you talk to people, they know that you're never going to lie to them? Are you someone that when, when your friends aren't around, they know 100% that you would never gossip behind their back? You're never going to talk behind their back. You're never going to use them as the butt of a joke. You're never going to make fun of them. You're never, you know, are you that kind of person? Your personal brand is everything and that's how people recognize you, but we don't think of ourselves like that. Right in consulting, I always say this: we were the product that was being sold. We're, it was a service-based business. We're not selling shoes; we're selling our services. And so, everything we did mattered. The way we showed up, the way we problem solved, the way we interacted with the teams, the way we listened, the way that we articulated, the way that we made sure that we were open-minded and not just jump into conclusions—all of that stuff mattered a lot. And when I took that that idea after consulting into corporate and I realized every meeting I'm in, my personal brand is there. Like this is how people are going to think of me and remember me. So I can't be someone that comes in throwing bombs in meetings. I gotta be a person that works with everyone and tries to figure out how do we take the ball one step further. I'm not interested in going back and forth with you or defending my ego or making sure that I'm right or people think I'm the smartest person in the room. That's not what matters. What matters is that we move the ball one, one step further. That's your personal brand. And, and it's everywhere you show up. It doesn't matter if you're introverted, extroverted, shy. None of those things matter. What matters is are you someone people like being around? Are you someone that people can trust? Are you someone that works hard and you believe in hard work? Are you someone that's disciplined? Do you care about other people's time? Are you going to show up on time to things? If it matters, show up on time. Are you going to put your phone away when someone's trying to have a meaningful conversation with you? If you don't, you're telling them you don't really care, right? That you're interested in something else. This is all a part of your personal brand. And for someone to tell me that my business brand didn't matter, I maybe the colors don't matter. Maybe the logo is not – that's not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about brand. I'm talking about how – when when anyone – says anything about sweat bar in our community, what are they saying? What are they talking about? Are they talking about how good we are with kids or are they talking about how they got ripped off and that I, I treated them really bad and that when they had, a, they had an issue or a concern, I just I, I gave them an attitude and, and told them, I'll see you later, right? Everything matters a lot. You have to represent yourself in the right way. We have to represent the business in the right way. Brand matters. Don't ever let anyone tell you different. Boom. That's it. I'm out. Hey, it's Chad. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to that episode. I wanted to come on and give a quick clarification. I do these podcasts. I try to do them one time straight through. Sometimes I have to go back and edit it, but I try to refrain from doing that. So a lot of the times I'm just off the top of my head. I have an outline that I'm thinking through and certain things that I want to make sure I hit on. And I do one time straight through there. You know, sometimes I'm building the content. I'm actually writing it all out. 
and um you know i i have all the pieces laid laid out sometimes i'll read and then i'll just go into a story and then i'll come back and read but for this particular episode i went just off of a high level outline that i had in my head and i talked straight through and when i went back and listened to it i realized there was a part that i misstated so i was talking about him referencing a book and that and i said he misquoted the book that is not actually true the book was extreme ownership and he was basically making he was using that concept of having extreme ownership in different situations and and the way that maybe it's just because of the all the bad experiences i had had with him already but the way that he was representing this like he went and read this book and now he's using that concept that you have to have extreme ownership i just felt like it wasn't very authentic it it was kind of like he had read, you know, I felt like he had just read a couple like pages of this book and heard some of the stories and was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go use this concept and I'm going to get everyone on this like extreme ownership, you know, kind of bandwagon. I actually saw someone post about this the other day. They were, they were just on this rant about like, you got to have extreme ownership in your life. You got to show up at the gym. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And I'm thinking like what I, it's so hard for me when people say that kind of stuff but don't give background or context as to how it helped them. So you'll notice in all of my podcasts, I try to share a lot of life experiences, the tools and the tactics and the things that I'm sharing, the insights. I try to talk about the meaning that they had for me, how it made me feel or how the things that it made me do or the way that it made me, you know, think about things differently. And I share real life examples. I I talk a lot about the training that I've done and some of the events that I've done. And I do that because I want I want to actually give validation that these things work for me because and and how they worked for me. So just for someone to come like read a book and then be like, okay, I'm going to put extreme ownership in my life and then use that as a coaching tool for other people, I just felt like it was very disingenuous. And so I wanted to come on here quickly clarify that. I hope you guys are liking the episodes. If you do, please screenshot your the episodes that you love throw it up on Facebook or social media and say, this episode was awesome. I loved it. And keep tuning in. Thanks so much.